Hey, welcome back to the CA Power Players Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Askins. I am live on set in, I was going to say Springfield, Missouri. That's normally true. Not today. Pittsburgh, PA at Nyschloss and Fleming. I'm here with Bill Correy, CMO for Nyschloss and Fleming. Phenomenal company. Massive agency. We're going to give you some behind the scenes and some cool stuff. If you ever want to know like, okay, what's it like to really build a super impressive agency that helps thousands of agents, then you'll love Today's episode, Bill, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for being here. City of Champions, glad you're getting a chance to experience it. <laughs> I love that. You know what's funny is, I got I got to say it, like, I'm in Steeler country. I grew up a Cowboys fan. My dad's got season tickets. We lived in Arkansas, where Jerry Jones is from. We got a, you know, I've been to a bajillion Cowboys games. And, I mean, you guys got more Super Bowls than we do now. So, you know, it's hard for me to argue with that. But you, know? you guys got the last one we played against each other. That's true. We'll take that. I love yeah, that, man. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Just trying to be gracious. That, thank you for that. Dude, he's such a gracious host. No, you guys are awesome. Like, we were at dinner last night. We were hanging out. Uh, amazing Italian place. Like, I didn't know the whole, like, pasta, cheese, bowl. I don't even know what the heck's going on there. But Yeah, like, Dylan, wa- Dylan lost his mind. Thank God we got him to change from the vodka pasta to the Casio Pepe. Yeah. Correct. That's what it is. Yeah, it was amazing. Okay. Um, I've never been to Pittsburgh. I'm loving it here. And just walking through your guys' office, by the way, um, I like, I love the vibe. I love the energy. You've got all the uh, team members, um, like, faces on this board with, like, one thing that they like. And it's, like, cool, you know. Like, you can tell you care a lot about your people. You've got a really impressive, like, you can tell systems and processes and, like, helping the agents with a lot of the stuff that they just hate dealing with is important to y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did, for those that, I mean, for those that maybe aren't in Medicare, Nyshaw and Fleming predominantly dominates the Medicare space, right? And with some other ancillary and, and, and cross-selling opportunities. But one of the things I want to talk about today is we have a lot of life insurance agents that follow our content. I really believe there's a lot of life insurance agents that can relate to this. You feel like you're starting over, which you mentioned last night, mm-hmm. which I always felt like when I sold life insurance every day. I love life insurance, but like I'm starting over. Um, you mentioned a word that wasn't employed, but it was... Unemployed. Unemployed. Like you're literally unemployed every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every year, like you're just starting over. And so I want to talk through the concept of transitioning. Why Medicare? Like we talked about building like a ebook or lead magnet or like, you know, the top 10 reasons why you should look at Medicare over life insurance now, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not saying you you should stop what you're doing. You should stay successful, but you should really listen to why a lot of top producers that I personally know are giving Medicare a heavy look. Well, I think one of the biggest things, Cody, is that um, it's it's about recurring revenue. Um, you know, that, and that's what we talked about at dinner last night, is that many life insurance agents feel like they wake up Monday morning every week and mm-hmm. they're unemployed because they don't have a stream of revenue that is coming in from a renewal perspective. Yeah. You know, it, it's, okay, if I'm going to eat this week, what, what am I going to go hunt and kill? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is that constant process of... I, if I don't sell this week, I'm making no money. And that's why I, I've used the analogy of being unemployed. Um, there are a lot of folks that think, oh, well, I can't afford to just simply transition into Medicare. Right right now, like stop doing life insurance. And, and that's the thing. You don't have to stop. That's a good point. Selling life insurance no. to start integrating Medicare into your practice. Um, like we'll talk, we'll talk to final expense agents. And they'll say, well, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not what I'm doing. You know, mm. or I don't understand Medicare. It's too complicated. And one of the first questions we'll ask them is, on your final expense app, do you, do you struggle with that? Do you struggle asking the medical questions, understanding who can get issued, who can't? And they'll say, well, no, I write final expense insurance every single day. Like, <laughs> I, obviously, I know how to make the app work. 
and we'll then say, okay, we're going to send you a Medicare supplement app and I want you to put them side by side and look at them. And guess what? The questions are virtually the same. You have 11 to 13 yes or no knockout questions. You may have a section where you got to list your prescription drugs on on some apps. Um, both companies usually have an underwriting guide that'll yeah. say, hey, here are the declinable drugs. You're taking any of these, you're out. But but a final expense producer who is used to that simplified issue underwriting can do Medicare supplement because it's virtually the same thing. Yeah. And a lot of times, the final expense consumers that they write, well, what are the their ages? What are the ages that people are considering a simplified issue, low face amount, whole life product? It's usually... 55 to 70. Mm-hmm. That is generally the target age. So either it's your current clients who are approaching 65 or, or older, or it's folks that you wrote two years ago, four years ago, six years ago that are now in that area. If you've done final expense, it's basically like you're doing Medicare supplement, but but not getting paid for it yeah. be, be, because it, it's the same question. It's the same thing. Well, I first learned that uh, when I first got introduced to like combo apps. Mm-hmm. For like FE and MedSup, like you know, I don't know if they still do that or not, but I know they did used to. Um, then I'm th- that made me realize, oh wow, these are way more similar than I think. You know, also too though, like you guys are listening, if you actually have that excuse that like I don't understand it, dude, you don't understand a lot of stuff. You know, like you didn't understand final expense before you understood final expense. You know, like you didn't know how to ride a bike before somebody put you on it and pushed you down the street. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I don't think my dad just threw me in the pool, but a lot of people learn to swim that way, yeah. right? It's just like that's that's what we do. Um, what other things are, so there's like, it's very similar. What, what are other things that are like, you, why should someone pay attention to transitioning? I'm going to give, I mean, you give a great example. You and I were talking about this first thing this morning. I am still receiving, because I've, I've written Medicare business. This is good. Uh, I, I, I've, written, I, I've written Medicare business since I got in the business in 2003. And, and you know, Eric Neischloss, who was the founder of our agency and was one of my great teachers, he really pushed me when I first got my license because we have all of our sales staff is required to have their insurance license. He pushed me to go out and write business. Mm. And it started with friends of Eric's that were turning 65 that would call him and say, hey, I need a Medicare supplement product or I need a Medicare Advantage product. Can you help me? And he would say, I'm, sen- I'm going to send Billy to your house. So I would go and I would do those appointments. I am still getting commission checks today, this week, from business I wrote, 2003, 2004, 2005. Now, was it a lot of money? No, it's not a lot of money. Um, but that wasn't my job. Like that wasn't how I was feeding Still my family. Money. I, I, I was doing a, you know, you know, three to four sales a month, you know, back then. Um, and you know, I, I am still receiving commission checks on business that I wrote, like almost 20. almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, it just, it just keeps paying. And, and that, that's the thing that we talk about to insurance agents of all types, whether they're life insurance agents, whether they're doing ACA, you know, whatever, doesn't matter what line of business you're in. If you've got a life and health power, you, you can write Medicare business is that it provides you a baseline of revenue yeah. from which you can operate. And it may be that you use your Medicare renewals to pay for leads for, for life. Or it may be that you use those renewals so that you can try some new things from a prospecting perspective, or you can pay for some technology to help optimize your business. Or ultimately you say, wow, you know what? This is great that 
I've got all this revenue coming in. Maybe I want to continue doing more of it. Mm. Um, but but that, that's that's the biggest thing is yeah. that when you think about the power of recurring revenue, yeah, that's why once agents start writing Medicare business, they keep writing it because it just keeps building and building and building. Yeah, stacking it. You know, um, I, I want them to envision something. So let's just say that they have um, they make hundred. 20, 90 to 120 grand a year right in FE. Okay. But there's a ton of people out there that that's the case. Um, they could keep doing what, and tell me if I'm wrong, they could keep doing what they're doing now. They could keep selling final expense. They could keep running leads. They could add Medicare Advantage. They could probably pick up a couple MAPD apps a week pretty easily, but from the people they're already seeing, which would be an extra, which would be an extra hundred new Medicare clients a year, adding another, whatever, 30 grand a year in, in renewal income. And within a few years, the renewal income passively is going to be bigger than the final expense. A thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, we we will sit down with... Which is mind-blowing, by the way. Yeah. It, 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 it is. Um, and, and and to be fair, you, you generally have some level of management that you're doing with those consumers every year. And, and there are some folks that we'll talk to about that transition... Where they're saying, yeah, you know what, but it takes all this time and, you know, I, I have to constantly keep going out to see my people like once a year to do that. And I, I've said to those folks, what better opportunity could you have to generate referrals, which, by the way, are free leads? What do most agents who are out there looking for yeah. something from a distributor, you know what the first question they ask is, how do I get free leads? You know what the best free lead is? It's a referral. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times during fourth quarter, when you're checking in with your consumer about, is this still the right MAPD plan for you? Or do I need to switch my prescription drug plan? Or, hey, I just got a rate increase on my XYZ Medicare supplement product. Is there another product that is less expensive that I can get underwritten into? When you are in home, or if you're doing a virtual appointment, because you can do either in Medicare, when you're doing that, you serve them, you fix their problem, and then you're in a perfect position to ask for a referral. And when you've just helped someone fix a problem um, or eliminate a, a point of anxiety, they, they feel an obligation to help you out as you've helped them. Yeah. Um, like Josh Young, who was with us down in Phoenix at, yes. at 1%, did a really great presentation on you have to serve in order to sell. Mm. and. To, to some extent, when you're talking about those those policy reviews, those client meetings in fourth quarter with Medicare, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and so being able to take that service time and turn it into leads yeah. is why the Medicare business generates so many more referrals than life. Yeah, and, and they want to talk about it, you know, and they do talk about it. It's just open conversation among seniors at, you know, Village Inn or McDonald's or whatever. Um, it's funny too. You mentioned a comment that agents say that's like extremely dumb, <laughs> and that is that they, well, I've got to go maintain that client every year. I mean, you say you have a hundred final expense clients. Would you go back to each of them if they would all pay you again? I would freaking hope so, right? So what's the difference? You know? Yeah, yeah it's wild. Um, what else? So so you've got like you know. Um, it's similar to, you know, to, to, to it's, it's not hard to, it's okay. Let's talk about like the, most people think that um, they hear like certifications in AHIP mm-hmm. and they just think it's a lot. 
I mean, if you don't have any help from someone like Nice Lawson Fleming, maybe it could be. I don't know. What do you think about that? So here, here's the thing about certification training. Um, we have agents that are not intellectual giants. You know, they're they're normal, run-of-the-mill individuals. If you're a genius, this is not for you, okay? Yeah. But, you know, the, it, it does not take a Harvard Business School graduate to pass Medicare Advantage certification. Yeah. There are hundreds of thousands of agents that are out there every year doing this. Is it, this isn't like going out and taking your securities test. Gosh, it's, no. It, it, it's less complicated than doing your anti-money laundering certification that you mm -hmm. have to do for many life insurance products. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's a question of, can you commit to a certain level of time mm -hmm. um, to be able to continue to receive all of this yeah. renewal commission on a yearly basis. It's also easier than passing your insurance test. Oh, no, there's no question. Way yeah. easier. Like yeah. I failed my insurance test twice. I passed on the third try. It took me a few months. AHIP, it was a piece of cake. Like yeah. I've done it. And, and, and that's the thing about a lot of the Medicare Advantage certification is you go out and you take AHIP. And then that is for most insurance carriers, Cody, that's probably 60 to 70% of what they are. So you, you take yeah. it for, for one company, you know, you, you take AHIP and then you apply it to Aetna and you apply it to United Healthcare and you apply it to Cigna, you apply it to Independence Blue Cross or, or to, to whoever. And and it fills that requirement. It's like, okay, I'm now gonna spend 20 minutes reviewing this project product module. I'm gonna take a 20 question test, multiple choice, where if I'm being fair, um, I hope uh, compliance people that may be watching today from insurance companies, this is where you shut the video off. but. It, it, realistically speaking, you got 20 questions where three of the answers are just dumb. Yeah. It's like, th this is clearly not right. Like they'll, they'll have a sales scenario on there yeah. where it's like, um, you received a lead from a, you know, a direct mail lead from a client. Should you, A, just show up at their house, B, stalk them at the grocery store, Yeah. C, go on their social media and DM them about meeting in a grocery store, or D, Call them on the phone and ask if you can schedule an appointment. It's like, okay. I, I think a lot of times it is the fear of the unknown yeah. with certification or they'll hear from agents, oh, it's so hard. And, and really, it's not that the testing is hard. It's that there are some agents who get worn out by the process of mm -hmm. doing it every year mm -hmm. because maybe they just contracted with too many carriers. Yeah. yeah I mean, really. That's a good point because... Um that can be easy to do. That can be real overwhelming. Like it's interesting because on the um, they don't. I'm guessing in each territory they don't need them all. No, and and part of that is if you're working with the right distributor, mm -hmm. they will say to you, "Hey, in Western Pennsylvania, here are the three products you really need." Mm. Now, could we could we contract an agent in Western Pennsylvania for ten MAPD companies? Yes. Does does that make us look like we're a super big deal? to these other insurance companies, like, look at all the agents we have. But but that that's not providing a good agent experience. No, it's it, not. It, it, just, it just isn't. That I love that you said that, because there's a lot of places, okay, their goal, <laughs> they may get annoyed at me saying this, but they get, um, they get like contract happy, and they want to lock you up for every insurance carrier and product on the planet, so that their business is with, you know, your business is with them, for whatever. Don't even matter if you're using the product, you know. Um, I like that you said that and you mentioned that because that's cool. Like that means that you're really worried about the agent experience. 
you care about them. You don't want to overwhelm them. You want to give them what they need. You know, it's like, you know, if, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm uh, building this little cocktail table, you know, that's way shorter than a normal cocktail table. Uh, they don't know really what to call. Um, I would not need, I probably would not need something to like, you know, a sander to like sand wood, you know, if that's what you even call it, but you get the idea. But a lot of places just give you that anyway. Well, and, and here's the reason why. And, and I, I want to be clear, there are a lot of great organizations in our space. Totally. Uh, and and not, not just folks that are in the integrity family, but but th- there are so many competitors that I think run great businesses yeah. um, that, that, that I've gotten to be friends with. Are there bad organizations out there? Absolutely there are. There are bad yeah. organizations in Medicare. There are bad organizations in Life or LTC or, or whatever. But... The organizations that prioritize agent experience mm-hmm. don't wallpaper somebody with contracts because they believe in, like we believe, volunteers, not hostages. Like I, I, I've talked to you about that phrase. That's a really important concept yeah, here, here in our office um, that we got from Coach Mike Tomlin, not to go Steelers on you. but uh-huh, There um, we go again. Yeah, he, well, he, he came up great, with that. Great when, coach, though. Yeah. He, he came up with that when we had a player who got franchise tagged and decided he wasn't showing up. Mm. And when asked about it, he said, we believe in volunteers, not hostages. And that, bang, really resonated with me because it came back to the way we approach our relationships no with No wonder agents. players like playing with him. Well, that's why agents like doing business with y'all, right? I mean, it's the same concept. Like, agents love playing for my I'm sorry, Football players love playing for Mike Tomlin. I've always felt like that was the case. Yeah, and 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 so if if we're working with an agent, one of the things we talk to our our sales team about all the time is less is more, mm. especially when we're talking about a new agent who is coming from another line of business like life, um, and coming into the Medicare space. If we if we decide to get contract happy, we call it wallpapering with contracts. Yeah. Um, but if we decide to get contract happy, and we give that agent five MAPD products, and let's say we do eight Medicare supplement products, which is super easy to do with a lot of these online contracting systems, mm. like SureLC, which we use for a lot of a lot of the contracts we use. We could get someone contracted for 10 Medicare supplement products, literally just by checkbox, 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 you know, just going down the line. Wow. And if that's what we were interested in, just simply building our recruiting numbers, we could do that. Mm-hmm. But but guess what? An agent who all of a sudden gets approved for all of those products, they have no idea what they have. Yeah, they they don't, and th- that's why typically we'll we'll say to a newer agent, like if if we contracted somebody in St. Louis, it'd be like, okay, here are the two MAPD products you need to start, yeah. and here is one Medicare supplement product that we think is going to be your product most likely out of your bag on most appointments at this point in time. Let's get started with that. And then over time, if an agent is going to their appointments and they're working leads and they say, yeah, you know what? I'm running into scenarios where I've got provider XYZ that is coming up on appointments, not a lot, but maybe like, you know, 10% of my appointments that that I get asked about this. And it's not in the network for either of these two carriers that you gave me. Mm. We might like, well, the, the one carrier that we utilize in that situation is blank. Okay, let's add it because there's a reason. Mm. Um, but, you know, to, and that, that's, that's why I feel bad. There are a lot of agents that we talk to that they try to make the transition from another line of business into Medicare. And they yeah. worked with an organization that was, that was wallpaper and contracts. 
And they just said, yeah, it's too complicated. It was too hard. Like all of a sudden there was all this certification and I didn't really know what I had and it just didn't work out. Yeah. It's because they they were working with the wrong partner who was not prioritizing their experience as opposed to trying to build up contracting numbers that make them feel like they were tough. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's a good piece. I'm glad you commented on that and like shared that piece because that's so invaluable. And agents are wondering that stuff. And, we don't, and not a lot of places talk about it either. Uh, one of the things that I want to transition to as well as we talk about transition to Medicare um, is getting in front of people prospecting like that it, how how is it similar with life versus Medicare how is it different what a lot of your top agents and producers doing to get in front of a lot of people that's one of the biggest questions I get is like how do I get in front of people yeah well th- there is a difference um, and a, a lot of that has to do with CMS compliance rules yeah okay first of all cannot cold call people um, and you will have agencies that are out there who will say yeah you know what you can cold call people um, and just sell Medicare supplement and, and just don't sell, you know, MA or PDP. Here's the problem with that is that organizations that are advising agents to do that, they're putting them in harm's way. Mm. Because if you have a consumer who enrolls onto a Medicare supplement product, which does not include drug coverage, what is that client going to need? They're going to need a prescription drug plan. Because Correct. the agents that sell standalone drug plans, they're selling them to their Medicare supplement clients. Mm. You cold call somebody to start with a med sup, they're going to need a PDP. Yeah. Um and then all of a sudden, that's how you acquired that client. Yeah. Um, you can't cold call. You can't door knock. That being said, you push those to the side, and the prospecting models are not different. Mm. You know, do we have agents using direct mail leads? Yes, we have them doing that. Do we have agents who are using um, leads generated on the internet? Yes. Do we have agents that are using doing live transfers? Yes. We've got a lot of those types of leads that are avail- uh, actually available on our technology platforms on Lead Center, where agents just c- can go in and, you know, hey, here's the geographic area I want. Click, click, click. I want to buy these. Or yes, I'm available for live transfers. I'm going to hit the toggle and say I'm available. The other piece of it, though, is that I don't want to say it's easier to prospect for Medicare than life, but the referral piece. I, I talked about that a yeah. little bit earlier. Yeah. It is so much easier to generate referrals in the Medicare space than it is in life. Because if you sell somebody a 30-year term product, um, whether it's, you know, you're you're trying to mortgage protection or whether it's just a typical standalone 30-year term or hell, even if you sell a final expense product, what reason do you have to circle back with that consumer? You you don't. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You gave them a product that, you know, if they die, they get paid. Yeah. Um, you know, th- th- there, is, there isn't a whole lot of reason to go back there. The, the, the model of maintaining your Medicare book of business builds around fourth quarter plan reviews on how did the drug coverage change or how did the MAPD product change, which is constantly putting you of cycle of getting you back in front of your consumers um, right. and, and being in a position where you can help them generate referrals. Here comes free leads, which is what referrals are. Um, and, you know, you, you get a referral, you walk in the door, and the person is already pretty much bought from you. Yeah. B- because you don't have to establish your credibility. Because your credibility is established by the person who was was your client who generated that referral for you. Um, and and that, that's the thing. Our, our best agents, like if, if we look at uh, our top 50 Medicare producers from 2022... If you and I got on the phone with them right now, we just started going through. Here's number one, number two. We're making the calls. We would ask them, hey, do you want leads? They would say, I, I, I don't buy leads. 
That's 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 what yeah. they would tell you. Our, our best our best producers do not buy leads. Right. Um, just had a we, we just had a fellow who was in the office yesterday who's been one of our top producers based out of Western Pennsylvania for a long period of time. His first year or two, he he was he was generating leads and and doing things, and he still does event marketing um, here right. or there, but a lot of it's member events. But if we called him, he would say, I haven't bought a lead in five years mm. because he is generating referrals from his book of business. And the best price for a lead that you can get is free. No question about it. A lot of agents want to be there too. Like it's easy to preach, hey, you have to buy leads, you have to buy leads, you have to buy leads every week, whatever. But like don't, I mean, agents eventually want to get to the point where they don't have to. Like wouldn't you rather your phone just ring and people walk in your office and not have to like follow up with people that don't know who you are? Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's common. Also, you mentioned the prospecting piece, like, you know, which is easier. Um, it's funny, like if we were to stand in Walmart and I had a sign that said questions about life insurance, question mark, and you had a sign that said questions about Medicare, question mark. Not that you can do that. I don't know if you can, but you get yeah. the idea. More people would come up to you than me, I believe. I, I, th I think you're right. I, I think it also may be the hair. Like, That's you know, probably, yeah. yeah. And mean, you're a karaoke superstar <laughs> for being honest. I cannot sing worth crap, right? We, Which we is can, why we, you sang in Phoenix and I did not. Well, we can, we can get you there. We can get you there. I'm going to need some, a lot of help. Okay. Well, we, that, that's something, that's something to work on. Between, I like having fun. So this is good. May, maybe between now and 8%, we can work on that. Okay. Let's do okay. That. But, but, but you're right. And, and I think there, there's two reasons for that. Number one, if you have your sign questions about life insurance and I have my sign questions about Medicare. Yeah. First of all, people people don't want to think about dying. They they, they don't want to die? Question mark. Yeah, that people don't want to think about dying. And and part of part part of like we, we think about what are some of the biggest buying indicators for a potential life insurance client. Generally, it is I just bought a house. Yeah. Okay. Which is why you know mortgage term is a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, I just had someone in my family pass away, and I just watched the process by which they didn't have life insurance and you've got this family member trying to convince these other family members, how are we gonna find the money to pay yes. to bury this person? Um, or it's a scenario where someone in their life passes away, doesn't have life insurance, and they're watching the surviving spouse and children try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But if you're just you know Bob Smith walking down the street or you're Esther Wozniak walking down the street, yeah. And you see someone with questions about life insurance. If you haven't had one of those things going on in your life, you don't want to think about that. Mm. No, 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 like, boy, isn't that a great way to spend a Tuesday morning? Let's talk about dying. Like, no, I mean, that's yes, the, yeah. the, uh, the other piece of it on the Medicare side, you take the life insurance, you know, maybe the connotation about talking about death off the table. When you think about Medicare, think about where the 64 and a half year old is coming from. Most of those people are coming from an environment where um, they were working for a company that provided employer group health insurance, and every year they maybe went to their open enrollment process, and the HR rep at their company said, "Hey, here are your two choices. Our health insurance this year is going to be with United Healthcare. You can choose the thousand dollar deductible, you know, HMO, or the fifty five hundred high dollar." High, high deductible PPO, pick. It's A or B, yeah. you know? And so you take a quick look at it and you're like, okay, I'm picking A, moving on. When you get to 64 and a half and your mailbox starts being assaulted no by way. insurance companies and insurance agents and you're getting all this stuff, Medicare is a total foreign language to you. And not because it's complex, but because it's different. Mm. Just that it's different. Very different. 
Yeah. And it's like, what's A? What's B? Oh, there's a donut yeah. hole. Is that something that I can eat? Or is that actually part of the insurance product? <laughs> like Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplement, which is better? I don't know. Are they the same thing? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's just different terminology. And that's why that consumer, A, will walk up to me with my sign and say, help me understand it. That's good. Um, Confusion tends to create opportunity from a marketing standpoint. A thousand yeah, percent. That's so good. That's, you're so right. I, I love that you said that. Yeah. Okay. That's good. One and the other thing that we see too, Cody, is disruption creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it you know it could be that in a particular market that there is a hospital system. We just saw this out in in Eastern Pennsylvania or uh, during the AEP last year, where there was a, a very significant hospital system that put out a press release. We will no longer be accepting blank insurance company. They sent out letters, to, mm. and all of a sudden. People who never would have responded to a lead card, responded to an ad, called into a commercial. Boom. Phone lines start lighting up, you know, major disruption. Now, did they end up resolving that physician situation? Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, people were awake um, and, and w- wanted more information. Um, because people's single biggest concern is their health insurance coverage. Because they use it more often. You know, you, you have consumers on Medicare that every month they're going to the pharmacy. They're going to see their PCP. Um, Hey, I need a new pair of glasses. I got to go to the optometrist. How am I paying for that? Every six months, maybe they're going to the dentist. I need a cavity filled. I don't have dental. How how can I get dental? I see an ad on the television that talks. You know, there's all of this because it's it's the frequency of use that drives demand. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's another reason why if I'm holding that sign, they're coming to talk to me before they're coming to talk to you. Yeah. Dang, you beat me again, man. That's it, 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 we're, we're both winning here. That's true. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I love it. Um, I think one thing I want to finish with, and before I ask this question, is if they're like, dude, I like this, I want to at least explore it and talk about it or look into it, how do they learn more? Where do we send them to talk to Nice Lawson Fleming and y'all? So the, the easiest way is just to call us. Okay. You know, um, you can go to our website. Uh, pull our phone number right down off of there. You can go to our YouTube channel and just toss a, you watch some of our videos they on YouTube. They do have an amazing YouTube channel with a, hundreds of Medicare specific content for agents. Like when I think about channels, Medicare specific, um, one of the bigger, better ones are out there, really. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting that we will get comments on YouTube videos that we did six months ago, a year ago, two years ago that said, hey, I'm watching this. I'd really like to talk to you more about it. And, you know, We'll give them a call, okay. um, but yeah, we're 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 super easy to find. Okay. You know, we're not we're not hiding out there. But you know, if an agent just wants to give us a call right now, they're they're yeah. watching. Um, you can hit us up. Hello, agents. Um, you can give us a call at 800-562-7733. Maybe Dylan will even put a little graphic that that has it on there. You, you never go. know what's going to happen in post production work. That's right, man. We will throw all those in in description below too, in case you need to rewind that or re-reference that or make sure you do that. Um, why? We've talked about why Medicare, mm-hmm. why Nyschloss and Fleming. Well, I think the reason is is because we're the group that actually cares about whether our agents are successful, and a lot of people say that. Yeah, I can feel it here today. They they, really they, they they say it, but do they live it? Like yeah. like we were talking about earlier. We are not the group that's going to contract a new life insurance agent who's trying to learn the business. We're not going to contract with them with five MAPD products, Medicare Advantage products, for those that don't know the acronym, five Medicare Advantage products and eight Medicare supplements. 
Um, we have dedicated sales managers who actually like teaching people the business because there's a lot of organizations that you know will contract you, but they're not going to talk to you until you've written 25 apps. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, if you can go out and figure it out, then we'll start talking to you about building your business. Right. We, we are training agents every day mm. uh, on that. And the, the other piece of it is like talking about the YouTube channel. Yeah. We take a lot of time to build content to help agents understand the business. How, you know, what are the best ways to generate a referral? How do I differentiate between a local PPO and a regional PPO? Um, you know, what are what are some of the things that people do to have successful educational events? Like we take a lot of time to do that and we just put it out there for free. Yeah. Like there could be agents working with other distributors watching our stuff totally. and, and that's okay. But but that that's the time, that's an example of the way we spend time trying to make sure that that agents are successful and they build a career in this business. Because um, we get geeked up about that. You know, it's yeah. it's great to help someone build a business with a solid base of recurring revenue so they have stability for their family. Yes. You know, and, and that that's, that's the thing. There's so many agents that we've worked with that, you know, before they started working with us, it was like people talk about being paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's like life insurance. Yeah. I'm, I'm week to week. We talked about the unemployed every Monday morning concept. Yes. Um, it's a whole lot easier to operate in the insurance industry when you've got a little bit of sense of security that I know I've got a base of $50,000, $80,000, $120,000 coming into my Medicare renewals. Yep. And it gives you that freedom to operate free of anxiety to be able to help consumers. And it's fun to help consumers. Yeah, it really it is. is fun. It is fun. Shout out to Nick, by the way, for this YouTube channel. You guys have, dude, put out amazing stuff constantly. Yeah, he's a tremendous producer. Yeah, he's, yeah it's awesome. Um, dude, this is fun, man. I appreciate you having me up. I've loved being here. An incredible operation. You'll need to absolutely check out what they're doing. It's special. It's unique um, with a ton of history and a ton of success. And they just understand how you need help to get to another level and how to implement that. You know, so thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Power Players Podcast live in Pittsburgh, Steeler Country, and Nice Lawson Fleming with Bill Caray and Jill Henderson and Jessica and the whole team, amazing operation. Love being here. I need we need to do more of these, Dylan. What do you think, man? We need to do more on set live. I don't know. What do you think? Tell us in comments. You'd be like, dude, I like this, man. You need to be live on location more. We may even be doing a little behind the scenes video shortly that you can also check out and see what they're doing. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you on the next one.